take one, you're so tired, and I have my period. I'm on mine. <laughs> Are you really? I'm on my period. I was supposed to start um, Tuesday, and I was two days late, and like with no sleep, little water, just go, 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 go. It's been so rough, and like this period has been so rough on me. Honestly, I feel like yeah. when work trips or work stuff comes up on the same week that I'm having my period, it is the worst period ever. It is. That used to happen to me. Um, we had our annual like beach offsite, mm-hmm. and we would have to stay at a um, at a house, and we would have to share rooms. And for two years straight, I was sharing rooms with three other women, and. I would be on my period, and this was before the PCOS diagnosis. So I was in excruciating pain. My hormones were all over the place. And then you're like sharing a house with six, seven other women. Most of the people I was sharing a house with, I didn't know like that, and I didn't know that well. Thankfully for me, my work roommate for all this stuff is like a girl that I've become, we always say we're like, we went from cast. Cast is our training, what it's called, like, um, cast training to, or cast mates to life mates. So we're pretty close and that part is fun and I enjoy like that, but it's just like the go, go, go at these work trips where you're just like so drained. I got back. I'm a social butterfly. I am a true extrovert and social settings just fuel me. But at the end of a four day social like binge I'm ready to just rot. So yesterday, I woke up, I started my laundry, and I made lunch. I sat on the couch. I turned on New Girl that I've watched a million times, and I had my phone, and I was scrolling through TikTok, watching New Girl, falling asleep. Wake up, scroll on TikTok, fall asleep. I, my brain cells were dying by the minute. I think it's a good sign that you came back and you're like, you're drained, but you're not like, you're still kind of, you're happy in that way. The next team I'm on, I want to leave things like that with your type of response. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I had to learn that. Truly. I think, I think whatever it is, it has to be two things, right? Rooted in your purpose, your why, and does it feed that for you? Two, the people you're surrounded by have to love you and be inclusive. At my manager, I will say, he does a really, really good job of not pushing like hierarchy within our team. So everyone is on the same field. Every like we do, you know, quarterly meetings, like we have this fun interaction with each other, like this joking interaction. I don't think all teams have that. And so the environment that he's created is so important to our performance. Yeah. And I think I, one thing I realized was that I was coming back from offsites feeling relaxed and joyous after I decided to leave. It didn't mean that I was miserable in my time where I was. It just, I've reached a point where I wasn't growing and I've just learned so much about what I want in my next thing. To that point, you know, I think it's because we've seen different teams. I mean, I've been on three, four, 
three and a half teams now almost, you know, and you've been on this one team for a long time, but I've seen it go through so many iterations and so many changes. And so I think I, you know, between the both of us, we've seen what kind of teams work best, what kind of leadership works best and how people like to develop versus like I've worked with micromanager. I've worked with the hard ass that just pushes, pushes, pushes. And, you know, it's all about numbers and quotas and data. And at the end of the day, there's so much turnover. One of the talks that the, one of our VPs did was work-life balance. What is work-life balance? Um, like one year, you know, you're getting married or divorced or having kids or you have a death in the family and your personal life that year is so much higher than your work life. And then there's one year where your personal life is a lot lower than you're always working. So um, she said that work-life balance has to be in your own hands. You have to create that balance for you and you have to be very rigorous and have boundaries with that balance otherwise when you let those lines bleed that's when we start getting fatigue and burnout and things. Mm-hmm. that's yeah I think I was thinking about that this morning I was like um I don't like blanket rules mm-hmm. for life and I was listening to a podcast that said it was this woman and she was asked advice she was giving advice and the question was is it okay to cry mm-hmm. at work and she blanketly said no. And I thought about how, you know, I've cried at work many times. And I would never advise someone to say it's not okay to cry at work. If crying is what you felt in that moment, and that's how you decided to express your emotions, and that's what worked for you, then cry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so I, I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, Shoot, our CEO got up there and uh, got emotional. He choked up and had tears. And I'm like, if the CEO can express his emotions, I think that there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, there's a difference between crying every single time and not being able to regulate your emotions in a professional manner, in a professional setting. But I think there are certain times where showing emotion is important. I think my second week at my job my leader boss person and he got up and he had two um wedding rings on and we were doing this personality off-site getting to know each other better and he had two wedding rings on and he explained the backstory as to why one represented his first marriage and then he said that they had hit a lull and then they did a bunch of work on each other and with each other. And then they decided to get a second ring to represent this new chapter in I their new that. marriage. And that was two weeks into this job. And I, and this is someone who is so renowned in their accomplishments and doesn't have to share that in order to gain anyone's right. respect. And the first time that I met his wife at our holiday party, I told her that. I said... I admired so much that he said that in front of everyone. It was so human. You, you know, vulnerability obviously is the thing that binds us closest, closer together. And I would just say to any woman, like, if you're in a workplace and crying is just how you feel in that moment, cry. Like, why is that a problem? Yeah. Um, it, and I get the hesitation behind it because I've also been on the other side of crying at work and people not receiving it well but that's their problem that's not my problem and unfortunately it does matter what setting you're in 
right? Like where you can and can't cry. Yeah. Um, there are moments that ask of us to deliver our strongest and fiercest self. And there's moments where it's important to show that. And I think, you know, especially for leaders, it's so important to be able to do that because it makes them more human. I have never admired a leader for being the strongest, the fiercest, the most, you know, like gung-ho, let's do this without them being someone who can also relate to me. That's one of the gifts that I got from the job that I've been in is I saw what an incredible leader looked like at all levels and through starting and through ending with mm-hmm. my boss. It, like, if you ever listens to this, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but it was just the best thing that I, I think it was the best lesson that I ever got was I saw what a conscious, amazing, like loving, vulnerable, um, just self-aware leader looks like. And it was a gift because I can't wait to emulate that. And a male at that nonetheless. So, okay, but I wanted to tell you something. As I was packing for my work trip, you know, I was thinking about like, what are the things I have to have, right? And um, I was like, okay, I need to get a, a water bottle. And so naturally I'm like, okay, let me go find a bottle that's going to fit the aesthetic of my outfits, whatnot. And I'm looking through my little cabinet where I have all my water bottles and I saw the Stanley and I had an immediate, like I wanted to itch my neck with hives because the, the thought of bringing my Stanley and it's slush sloshing water everywhere. I, I know everyone's obsessed with these Stanleys. Like, we were obsessed with the Stanleys. I'm speaking into my microphone. Fuck the Stanley Cup. <laughs> love the company. Love all of that. But the Stanley Tumbler, oh my God. It spills water. I'm banging shit everywhere. Oh my gosh. And so I was on a mission to look for a water bottle that wasn't going to spill. And I have to say, Hydro Jug, obsessed obsessed the bottom is rubber so you're not like banging banging things on the bottom but not being this part is rubber the straw closes it doesn't spill okay color beautiful sleek love it obsessed so this was my water bottle that i took can we talk about how you don't drink water i (laughs) drink water when i have a new cup so naturally (laughs) in order to drink more water I have to continuously buy new cups can we also talk about how when you got a Stanley cup you got mad at me because I knew about the new edition of the Stanley cup and I had a discount code and I didn't tell you about it I'm not sure and you got mad at me I'm not sure what you're trying to prove this just proves that you're a terrible friend your discount code you just made yourself no and I think everyone would agree anyways No, I don't agree because I only send you discount codes on things that I know that you'll use and you don't drink water. So you had no right to get upset with me because you don't drink water. So I didn't think to send it to you. And then you got upset with me. I drink water when the cup is cute. (laughs) I don't see anything wrong with that. And I wanted the cute cup. But I instead spent the full price on the Stanley. Not worth it, by the way. 
Um, so anyways, love the Hydro Drug. Two, I was like, okay, I needed to have a lip, a lip gloss, a lip balm, because my lips are going to be dry, and I'm going to be talking, and I just, I'm weird about having something on my lips. So I was going through all my stuff. Road, obsessed with Hailey Bieber's robe, Road, but um, I think the first one you got me, the first lippy you got me, the second one I bought, and it was so grainy. I felt like I had sand on my lips. Mine has gotten I know. grainy. And I saw on TikTok or something that they said to warm it up. And I'm like, I'm not putting that thing in the microwave every time, that, <laughs> you know, every time it becomes like a walnut scrub. So I switched to Summer Fridays. Obsessed. Love it. I'm here for the girlies that are here for Summer Fridays. Road lasts longer. Summer Fridays is more accessible. Because you can get it from Sephora, right? It doesn't get grainy. That's, so anything from like Aquaphor, Summer Fridays. I also love the L'Occitane Shea Butter one. Beautiful, amazing. Love the hand cream too. So had to have my water bottle. Had to have my lippy, which is Summer Fridays. And uh, what else did I get? Oh, I'm weird about smells. We always have to have some sort of perfume or oil on me. And I love the Nest oil. Um, the vanilla no, one? I like the Turkish rose. Oh, it's my absolute favorite. Mm, it mixes with my that. perfume really well, but I have, um, the oil and I'll just put it on my wrist, rub it and on my neck. And it's just like a nice little refresher at like midday when you feel like you can't smell your perfume. And I'm sure other people still can, but you can't smell your perfume or you feel like, you know, you're, if you went outside and inside and you feel like you smell like outside. Oh, I love that oil and it doesn't have alcohol in it. So it's perfect. So those are my three, like, everyday things that I always had that I was like, okay, got to make sure I pack this, this, and this. I'm going on a work trip. I leave Monday, and I'm gone. I'm going for a whole – I mean, I'm gone for a few days. Hmm. I think – What are your things that you have to have? My one thing is what I'm wearing, which are my noise-canceling headphones. Uh-huh. The Bose Quiet Comfort ones, I've worn them on international flights – they're they never give me a headache they're soft on my ears they're cute I cannot leave my house without them if I'm going on a trip I think my second one is probably I just upgraded to the away bigger carry-on and I definitely noticed a difference when Ryan got you the away set he sent it to me before he bought it and I should have told him to buy the bigger one. You know what? Water bottle, luggage, you're turning out to be not the contact person. I'm going to change you from my emergency gift contact to somebody else. And I think my third one is, it's not one specific thing, but if you're, if you're like me where you're traveling all the time, I have found having a toiletry bag where you just have travel size stuff in there ready to zip mm-hmm. up and go and you just add in like one or two things. Like I'm not going to buy a travel size of my vitamin C because that thing is so expensive. So, you know, I'm just going to put that in there. But I think having just a travel bag where you have like a travel size makeup remover, you have makeup wipes already in there, you have a toothbrush in there. So you just don't have to think don't about it. That is, I use makeup wipes to take off mascara. I don't put Little it on cleanser. my face. Okay. You want to get that through TSA regulations? I, I didn't did. think so. 
come at me. Do not use makeup wipes. I use them on my face. I don't care what you have to say. So this is when I'm traveling. It's like I don't, I can't pack my Bioderma big ass micellar water. Yeah, and then that thing burst all over my shit last time. So, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not taking any risks. I just use it on my face for my mascara. I don't wipe it all over my face. Um, I think that is the biggest, that that's the one thing that's really changed the game for me in terms of travel because I like my skincare, I like all that stuff, but I don't want to have to think about it when I'm like scramming to pack. And notoriously, which you know this, I always forget yeah. a toothbrush. You do. <laughs> We'll remember, we'll remember her time. face mask and all 17 oils <laughs> and serums forgets toothbrush. Okay, also, I'm going to give a little bit of a preview to you. My skin is skinning it's right now. It's really good. But I haven't passed my two weeks, okay, so I can't fair. tell you yet. I love that. Thank you for the respect of the two-week rule. <laughs> You have a weird role about dating, something similar. Like when you, like, you don't tell me about boys. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I don't, that's not a rule. It's just a behavior. <laughs> There's a lot of shame on my end and a lot of insecurity yeah. that has been brought to the surface in my dating journey that I, it just exposes all of the parts of me that I'm like the most ashamed of. And so having to discuss it with people just leaves me feeling really exposed. And so I, I have for a long time just not talked about it. My girlfriends that are single are all white and they, to me, it feels like they have no issue dating. Like they're always going on dates. They're always getting matches on the apps guys are taking initiative. They have people, they have a roster. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, Ellie can be my roster. She's touching you more than I've been touched in a decade. <laughs> I am on the apps. I message people all the time. I I'm active. I do those things and I don't yeah. get responses and I don't get people who take initiative. And I, I feel like I, I don't get a lot of activity in the same way that I see other people get activity. And so I choose to just not yeah. share because I'm embarrassed. Let me ask you this. You said that a lot of your white single girlfriends that are on these apps, they're not experiencing similar things. Do you think you believe that it's because you are brown that you aren't getting these interactions like your white females do? Or what was the distinction distinction between mentioning that I don't feel comfortable talking about these insecurities with them because there's I assume they have no way of relating to me it's I don't feel comfortable being vulnerable with my white friends about the insecurities I feel but the funny thing is I went to dinner with my my one of my girlfriends last night and she is Chinese and I met this other girl at a party once and she was Syrian and I was able to talk to them and they're like no I feel the same way and I felt so much closer to those people because they kind of get it too and so I think for me I just don't talk about it with anyone because one I'm embarrassed and two it's it's a lot of me putting myself out there and I'm not getting, I don't feel like I get much back. 
then that makes me go into all of the insecurities that I have. Like, oh, I'm, I shouldn't be as ambitious. I, I shouldn't be putting this on my profile. I don't have any bikini photos of myself. You know, maybe if I showed more of my boobs, then I would get more likes. And it's just, it's, it's a exposing experience. And you know, and I, so I don't know that it ever ends for women. Like you always feel like there's someone prettier, someone fit, more fit, someone more attractive, you know, just whatever, someone smarter, all, all these things. And, uh, I think in some way we all probably still do that. Yeah. It's a human issue. It's not an, a technology issue. There's nothing I'm asking hinge to change in order for me to have a better experience. It's just been my experience with online dating, but it doesn't mean that I'm not open to meeting someone. Every single person I know in New York now is meeting on hinge. Like that's just how it works. I, I am just saying that I am active on these apps. I like people every day. I try to interact with people every day and I don't get much that turns into actual dates. And that is my metric of success, which maybe that needs to change. But I get, I feel a lot of shame by the fact that I'm really trying to put myself out there and it doesn't feel like these apps or just dating in general and how I've been doing it is, it doesn't feel like the, the universe has my back right now. I'm in my flop era. Number one piece of actual dating advice, which I follow now to now to a T, is do not consume any content about dating. Every TikTok you see, every TikTok you see about get ready with me for a first date, first date brief recap, relationship rules, first date rules, skip over every single one hmm. of those. Because it puts you into a comparative mindset. And the reason that those people are making those TikToks is because they've gone out into the world and they've done it for themselves and now they're sharing their experiences. And so you need to go out into the world and create your own rules and figure out what you like, how you like to date, what you don't like, and don't let content saturate your brain because it, it put, at least for me, it put me in a very comparative mindset. Being in New York, constantly seeing these TikToks. I was like following along on this girl's journey. It was so cute, like totally happy for her. But you know, like was waiting for her to come up on my algorithm. I was like, did she go on a second date with this guy? Did she do this? Did she do that? And as happy as I am for these people, it was preventing me from finding my person. And it was making me think that I needed to do what they were doing in order to find what they were getting. And I've realized that you don't have to do what anyone else is doing. You just have to do what you want to do. And that person will show up for you. And that's, that's one of my newest things where I just, I skip over everything because I don't want to hear those stories. It doesn't mean that I'm not happy for them, but it just puts me in a comparative mindset that I don't want to be in. And it doesn't make me my best. Sure, I like that. Um, so with that being said, do you have any rules when you go on these dates that where you're like, uh, or we could say rules. I mean, I think the new, the new term is icks. Do you have any icks that immediately, I mean, you know, I haven't gone on a first date in shoot like six years, but I still have icks from other friends or even my own experiences where I would see, and I'm like, mm, not for me, gone, out of here. Clear the dish out of the roster. I have certain things that I will not compromise on. Like, for example, my first one I wrote it down was, I am not planning my own date. I like that. Okay. I'm not. Show the effort. I refuse. 
for like tactical example, if I give, I will give you my number on the app and say, Hey, like if it's easier to text me, here's my number. If you choose to just converse with me over text and you don't say, let's get drinks on Wednesday. When are you free? I am not going to respond after a certain time. Oh, clearing the bench. Gone. Got it. I just did, did that. Did you really? I told you about that. Remember, I was supposed to go on a date with this guy that, like, we were talking mm-hmm. about fairies. And I gave him my yeah. number. And he was conversing with me, like, for three days back back and forth and never said anything. And so I just didn't respond. Haven't heard from him since. And I'm okay with that. Um, if he's not going to show effort now, he's not going to show effort later. It's the rule of life, ladies. The rule no. Of life. Mine is if he doesn't open the door for you, whether you're driving the same car or you are um, showing up to a restaurant together or even at a restaurant, if he doesn't pull your chair out, those simple things, I think, I don't have to teach you to do those things. You know, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, when someone brings you flowers, it's so special. But when you have to ask someone to bring you flowers, it ruins the whole thing. I don't want to teach you how to take care of the little things that I like. I think a gentleman should always open the door, should pull the chair out, should walk on the the, the car side of the sidewalk or the street side of the sidewalk, all the little things. Um, when a guy does that or when they text you at night, like, did you make it home? I'm like, you know. And even as, like, a guy friend, you know, like, did you make it? It's just, like, you were raised right. You either had sisters, mom, I don't know. You were raised right, you know. So I love, 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 love. And if a guy doesn't do that immediately, you're gone. Yeah. I think when I, th- I think any ambitious woman, which I, by the way, every woman is ambitious. Uh, it doesn't matter what your job title is. We just want to be able to relax and sink into our beds or whatever, and just be taken care of in a way that it's actually very simple. The, you know, first or second dates, if they, if a guy has said, text me when you get home or, you know, when they make a reservation and they're like, oh, what what places do you like in this neighborhood? And I'll be like, oh, I like this place. He goes, okay, I just got a table at seven. Like, that's the sexiest thing to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think growing up, there's one thing that I remembered so vividly was after cooking and, you know, cleaning the kitchen and everything, my mom would go and sit on the couch and uh, my parents would watch TV together. And then as soon as the clock hit like 10 o'clock, my dad would get up, he would get his you know, vitamins and he would get my mom's vitamins and she has to take a B12 pill. He would get that and bring it to her. And it was like their nightly thing. He always did that. It was the one thing he took care of for her. And I just, I loved that so much. And I was like, that's what I want. Like in my head, I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, that's the acts of service side where like you take care of the little things. And early on, I remember um, I was going over to Ryan's house. We were supposed to, we we're going to go watch, have like a wine night, watch a movie. And it was pouring. And I pulled up into his driveway and he was waiting out there with an umbrella. And I got out of the car. He like opened the door, got out of the car and, uh, brought me in. And in my head, I was like, that was the 10 o'clock daily vitamin. You know, and I'm like, okay, check mark. Cool. So it's just like those little things that matter. Um, I really like silly one from early on my big ick I don't know why was that if we went to like the pool or 
or a boat or the lake. Guys, I wear flip-flops. I don't like flip-flops at all. Morning, noon, night. Don't care what trend it is. I hate them. I don't want to no, see your toes. Either be, if we're on the beach, be barefoot. I don't want yes. a song in between your big toe and your little toe no. and your toes are hairy. It's not, it's not cute. Don't do it. It's gross. Flip-flops, no, I hate it. No matter what situation, don't like it. Like either barefoot or have boat shoes or, you know, like the Columbia shoes that are waterproof whatever I don't care men in flip-flops not a cute look not here for it yeah I agree I had a guy in college wear flip-flops to our first date and it was a first date not pleasant where's he from Hawaii Mm -hmm. he was white he could still be from Hawaii That was such a funny situation. I'm remembering that. I am less strict about like the follow up before the date, if that makes sense. Like I know Tinks, who's a very famous influencer and she's, she gives great dating advice and I followed a lot of it and I really like it. And one of the things that she says is if he doesn't follow up by like before noon of the date, you're not going. And I am looser on that. I don't have a time restriction, but if I don't hear from you the day of, it's going to make me anxious. So I'm just going to assume that it's not happening. (laughs) And I love when a guy texts me like the day of and whenever it is, I'm not really paying attention and just says, Hey, are we still on for 7 PM? And I'm like, great. Yeah, that sounds great. And I I think good guys know how to do that, but um, I think I'm less restrictive in terms of 10 a.m. or nothing. I would like to hear from the person, and I prefer that. Um, And so that's kind of, it's not really a rule, but it's something that if any man is listening to this, please do it. (laughs) I think I would say at least at minimum, minimum three hours before, okay? Because if... We yeah, gotta get if ready. guys don't already know this, it's a process, okay? I mean, if you yes. have this hair wash day, like most girls who want to have clean hair, I wash my hair every day. I know everyone else doesn't do that. So if it's hair wash day, like you want to wash your hair, you want it to be fresh, you need a blow dry, you want to style it, you want to do your makeup, you want to try your outfits, you want to get a good glass of wine or whatever before it, three hours minimum. But I also, I don't know, I don't know, maybe I'm a little too much about this, but I don't like the, hey, are we still on for 7 o'clock today? I think just changing that to, um, like, excited to try the spaghetti at 7 today. You know? Yeah, like making, yeah, making it, funny. it funny. Or fun. Or not like, are we still on for 7 as if it's a Zoom meeting that, or, you know, yeah. like a corporate meeting that you're doing. Just or kind of taking it to the next step, like excited to see you, or it doesn't even have to be excited, you know, just whatever. Like, don't ask me yeah. if I'm still on. I'm like, I don't know. Are we still on? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think one thing that I've realized about men is that they get equally as nervous as we do, yeah. and they are holding back just as much as we are. I think we give men a lot a, more credit than they deserve. And we also are harsher on them, I feel like, as women. Um, and I try to just remind myself, he's a human too. Yeah. He is. He doesn't know how to date. He's clearly still single yeah. too. 
you know, and you don't know what a guy has done. Maybe he's done that before and the girl was mean to him. Like I've heard horror stories from guys about women who take advantage because that's another thing is that's why I say to people, don't saturate yourself with content because it's making you date in a way that's not authentic to you. And then guys are not listening and they're not consuming this content. And so they're confused. And so if you just show up as yourself, so what if a guy texts you on Sunday and says, Hey, I just got off work. Like, do you want to grab a drink now? That's, I don't think that's bad. That's not bad at all. Cause I mean, it's spontaneous. Like like you just got off work. You thought of me. Yeah. Let's do it. You know? But, um, yeah, I think if it's a planned date, please three hour notice at least. Yes. Don't yeah. text me an hour before no, yeah. and be like, hey, are you still good for seven? No, the fuck I am not good for seven. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it takes me an hour to comb my hair. I'm going to look like a rat. Yeah. My new thing, which I haven't gone on a date in like over a year. So I, I do think the next date I go on, whatever that is. Um, I don't think I'm going to do like full hair, full makeup anymore. I think I'm just going to be like, just do my regular. Okay because I just feel like I was doing that for me because I felt like that's how I needed to be to show up as myself and now I'm like no I I, first off I like know how to do my makeup now but it just I'm kind of over putting up a false version of myself if I want you know for example I have five tops in my closet and I only have worn them on first dates and my thing was because I love just like a basic white tee with tucked in with a belt. That's my outfit. That's what I feel good and and comfortable and myself in. And I've never done that on a first date because I'm like, oh, does that look too masculine or that's not cute enough? I need a cute top. I need florals. I need this. And now I'm like, I don't give a fuck. If that's what I feel comfortable in, that's what I'm going to yeah. wear. No, I agree. I think you should wear something that you feel beautiful in and whatever that is for you, wear that, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And have fun with it. I mean, if you want to like, if you want to dress up and do the whole nine, like dress to the nines, by by the way, I did that. Like I'm not judging, but that's I would do that. I would be dressed up to the nines. That's why I need a three hour notice, you know? (laughs) See, that's not me. And I'm not like, I just don't like to get dressed up in that way. I, I think my new thing about dating is that I just want to be myself and like the person will like me for me and it, they won't be paying attention to the fact that I wore a white top versus like a low cut. No. Top. And honestly, like it's important, but in that way, right. I guess Ryan saw me at the gym. That's probably as bad as it gets for me is, uh, at the gym. I'm looking like yeah. a wet rat. And, uh, so at that point, it was like, okay, whatever, I show all bad. So at that point, it was like, how good can it get? Because I've already seen yeah. the worst. It excites me more to dress really cute and, like, fancy or more adventurous with my clothes with someone that I really like okay. as opposed to someone that I don't I know. Like that. Hmm. So, anyways. Um, that was – oh, my next one was putting effort into your appearance. Oh on the guy's 100%. side, 100%. so sexy. 100%. So sexy. My ick is yeah. uh, skinny jeans. I won't do it. I won't yeah. do it. I, I will not yeah. do it. Skinny jeans do not work for me. I don't like them. Not my thing. Not into it. Um, Especially if your jeans are tighter than mine, we're done. 
I do not want to see the outline of your yeah. ball sack in a pair of jeans. I don't, it's not cute. I don't want to see it. Like, I like the slim look, you know, or like the boot, whatever. What What is that look called? Like the taper down. I like yeah, the taper down look. Cute. I feel like it's really put together if you do it well. Skinny jeans? Yeah. Absolutely not. I had a guy um, wear a Star Wars shirt on our second date. It was awful. Not my thing. Some girls would be into it, you know? It's yeah. know your audience, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. At first. I did not like it. And it it's just not my yeah. vibe. Um, and so that was an ick for me. And again, going back to like, I I think it's so adorable to think of a guy getting ready for a first date. I don't know why, but I just think it's so cute to think of like someone who's excited to go on a date with me. And that requires all things like you pick out a nice shirt or, you know, like you put on cologne or you like brush your hair. I just think it's cute. I'm just not going on dates with guys that I'm not like, I want to jump your Yes. Yeah. Also, big ick, <laughs> do not lie about your height and show up. Yes, I wore that. I wrote that. Didn't happen to me, but happened to you. Don't do that. Not cute. Not a good look. How do you think that's going to go? How do you think that's going to go? On the app. Yeah. On the app, you write 6-1. And you show up 5-7. Bro. Not even. Hoka's won't even get you there. You know? Like the freaking Hoka's or cowboy boots aren't even going to give you that much. So don't buy. I get it. It's hard. Okay. Short kings out there. I know it's hard for you. I know that. I have one of my really good friends from my first job. He told me he was five seven. He said he would shave off ten years of his life for just three more inches. <laughs> oh my god! It's kind of sad. I will say, though, I think that's a result of dating apps because they've sexualized tall men because you see it. That's the metric that you see versus if I'm at a bar and I see a guy who's 5'8 or 5'9, which I'm not tall like you, so I can date those guys. I would. But if I vibed with them in person, I wouldn't even think, oh, I wonder what height he is. It's because you're on an app and you're basically seeing someone's resume We've sexualized this idea of five seven, five eight, five six, five that, and it's it's frustrating. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in a lot of things, like it's like a preference thing or not. Um, I think I've dated guys that are my height. I'm five nine. I talk, I guess, dated, talked to whatever a guy that was five nine and a half. But I'm not really sure where the half was. We were the same height, but it didn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. And that's why I think like the most, the more, yes, meet someone on the app, but just get to be in person as soon as possible because you have to smell the person. You have to see their face. Like you have to do that stuff and you can't do that if you just stay behind your phone all the time. So. But I think for me, six, being six foot was important. I love to wear heels and it was so important to me to have someone that was at least six foot. So I could wear four-inch heels. Yeah. Also, for women who want a certain type of quality in a man, 
I don't think we should shame people either for that. Like, just do what you want. Like, go find men that person. Have men have preferences. Men. Yeah, exactly. They have their, are you a boob guy? Are you a butt guy? Are you this guy? Are you a that guy? Like, who cares? Like, just find what you want and what you find is sexy. <laughs> like, yeah. and don't be shamed for that. So, yeah. Okay, question. If you were a guy, would you be a boob guy or a butt guy? I have big boobs, so I think I would choose butt. <laughs> Because big boobs okay. are such a fucking nuisance on women. And I don't want to, because having felt that pain. <laughs> You're on a roll. I mean, but they don't have to be real. Yeah, but now implants are like out. You know, all these Mormon moms on TikTok are getting their implants out because they're making. I think a lot of moms are getting their implants out, you know, yeah. but a lot of them are getting Um, I think, okay. I think I would be a butt guy too. I don't have a big butt. I have a little booty and I would love to have a big juicy donk. And so I think I would have been a butt guy. It's funny. I was talking about this in therapy about like, because my therapist asked me, she was like, have you always been attracted to men? I was like, when I see a woman, I'm like, I want her butt. I don't want to eat her ass. I want her ass. You know, I get it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I don't picture her like naked. I just am like, oh, I, shit, I gotta do more squats. <laughs> Versus, <laughs> like, can I go up to her and ask her what her workout regimen is so that I can look like her? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Like, I want to be her, not that I want her. And I will always admire a beautiful woman, like whether it's her body or her face or her personality or her smile or her intelligence. I'm always like, oh my God, she's sexy. But I'm not like, holy fuck, she's sexy. I want her. Exactly. But when I see a man that I think is very attractive, I'm like, holy shit, he's Mm -hmm. so hot. Like, is he single? I'm checking his finger. Mm -hmm. Does he have a ring? How am I going to go talk to him? I want him to eat my um, ass. He looks so cute. <laughs> Got it. Understood. But that's how I'm thinking. And so. Yeah. You want to live in D-Town. Got it. This, might, this is my really? last one. Okay. This might be controversial. And I wrote it kind of as an ick. But do not ask me what I want on a first date. In terms of like like what what are you looking for in terms of like do you want a relationship do you want to hook up I don't want to know that I don't want to talk about that on the first date why why you're gonna know feel like time or not it creates this awkward energy which maybe this is because I don't know how to be vulnerable I don't know but I don't like it because I just think that the first date should be fun and playful and banter and kind of like setting a friendship first if that makes sense and I don't really want to get into the conversation of knowing what I want or what that other person wants it feels transactional to me and I you know if a guy is coming in saying I want to I'm looking for a wife I'm looking for a girlfriend okay you're looking for a wife but I feel like in some ways I don't want to because you want a girlfriend so badly are you just going to be settling with me or is it am I your girlfriend like there's no you're not leaving space for that and so I think I don't want on a first date for someone to ask me like what are you looking for I think you have to wait a few more dates for that thing to come for that topic to come up that's my preference 
It doesn't mean that if someone asks me that on first day, I'm going to say immediate ick, no. But for me, I just think it puts way too much pressure. A first day is literally butt stuffing. You're like, do you like me? Do we vibe? Did And for me, I'm like, did I laugh? Did I, did, can I see this person being my friend, like my best friend first? That's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking mm-hmm. for, is this going to be my boyfriend, my husband, my this, my that. It's that, so I think that's my view mm-hmm. on that. Okay. I like that. My ick is not smelling good. Not a thing. Don't do it. Shower, deodorant, make sure your clothes. Here's the thing. You know how some guys, like, they wash their clothes and they smell like you you didn't put any soap or detergent? It's just washed laundry. Like, that. ugh. Ugh. Don't do that. No, it's an ick. I can never be with someone who doesn't have proper hygiene. Number two. If you know you're going to have a girl over at your house, make sure the toilet's clean. It's like bare minimum. You know? Make sure the toilet's clean. It, like, I get it. Boys are not always clean and organized. Whatever. Just wipe the toilet Just, with a Clorox wipe. And, and make sure there's not, like, skid marks in the bowl, you know? Just, just the toilet. Like, you didn't make your bed? Okay, fine, whatever. But if there's skid marks in the bowl, I'm out. I'm out. Because I'm not going I don't want to like clean that. that for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know that, like, dirty water line around the toilet? Do you know that line <laughs> yeah. that I'm talking about? Anytime, because that's how I know you don't use a toilet brush. You're not losing those Lysol disposable wipes that I use. Okay, even worse, you know, I go one layer deeper. So underneath the toilet where those little like bolts are that bolt the toilet, like that area. Uh If that's covered in shit, I'm gone. Shit, (laughs) I'm out of there because mm -mm. nope, nope, not for me. Gone, (laughs) gone. Clear the rocks, clear the bench. Oh, you're yeah. getting ghosted. You're you got shit stains all over that bed. Uh-uh. Your toothbrush is out. <laughs> you got shardicles everywhere. Mm-mm. I'm not doing that. So one of my one of my really good guy friends. He and the way like I didn't even think about this in college. Like you, you just you don't. And one of my guy friends actually brought it up, and he was like, "Oh no!" He's like, "When I know that I I'm going out." Or I know that someone's, like, a girl, any girl, he goes, whether it's you girls, like, we had a group of girls that studied together, like, a group of us, and he goes, if I know y'all are coming over, if I'm going out, if I know somebody's coming over, he goes, my bathroom's always clean. He goes, my room may be a mess, he goes, but my bathroom's always clean. And I'm like, why? And he goes, because when a girl goes to a bathroom, you want to feel comfortable. You have to sit on the toilet. I don't have to sit on the toilet. And I was like, we mm, we stand nice. for a man who is considerate. <laughs> and, well, and I think, like, that goes back to, you know, I'll admit it. Like, as a girl, if I'm going uh, – and when I would go out in college or if I'm going on a date, I always – for me, I it makes me feel more confident if I'm mm-hmm. fully shaved yeah. down there. You don't know. And I don't actually think I'm ever going to uh, – you know, I don't – I don't know if I'm going to end up at the guy's place, but it just makes me feel comfortable knowing that, okay, if that happens, I'm going, I don't have to worry that I have like a bush down there. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I saw another thing, which 
I haven't done this, but she, um, this TikToker Ellie Rallo, she she made a TikTok that said that she, when she was dating, she would rub her um, like perfume oil on her pelvic bone before mm-hmm. she went on a date, which I actually think that's a good I'm idea too. That. That's pretty sexy. Okay, nest oil, Turkish woe. <laughs> now Ryan's nose is. I know. Okay, so funny. He doesn't know this, but when early on. When we had just started, like, so Ryan and I were best friends. We talked for a bit. It didn't work out. We'll have to do a deep dive into this. And then we were best friends for a long time. And then we had a week where we spent it together um, 24-7. And so during that week, I was staying over at his place. And uh, so before I would go, every single day, I would shave literally from here from here down here dermaplane everything from here down was a naked mole rat there was not a single hair on my body that you like every day i'm telling you the razor burn was burning but I, you invented the everything shower. yeah, yeah literally <laughs> so everything like exfoliated wa- shaved wax whatever could be done was done i would put on lotion and then oil and I would spray the absolute shit out of black opium wise. I was bathing in that stuff. And I would brush my eyebrows up, put on my serums, and I would put on just blush. So I looked flushed because it was at night, you know, and I was going back to his house and I'd spend the night there. And so I was like, I looked absolute pristine you looked like a siamese cat yes and i looked clean girl before clean girl was even a thing and my hair i would keep it still wet but brush so it looked like i just came out of the shower and uh i would stay over and the next morning he'd be like good gosh like my pillow still smells like you you know why it did because he would leave for work before i i left so he would leave for work i would pull out my little roller thing and spritz it underneath on the pillow and leave because I wanted him to keep thinking about me even after I left. So he's like, my room just smells like him. I'm like, oh, no shit. I sprayed the shit out of your carpet, you know? <laughs> so with that being said. But that's how you know that you really like someone. Like, you're not going to do that for just anyone. No, I would have been like, fuck that. I don't care. And so, and one of my things, when I used to go out, I always wore a matching set, like bra and panty. Always. Yeah, that makes that's a sexy thing. Always, I always felt my best. I yeah. always did that. Whether, uh, like, even if I didn't, you know, go home with a guy, you know, and mm-hmm. I literally, I don't think I ever went home with a guy like that. The only guy I went home with was Ryan, and so, mm-hmm. but I always had a matching set on because. Yeah, I think, you know, it's all about what makes you show up as like your sexiest self. Like I was talking about this with my girlfriend last night. Like, you know, I'm 27 years old. I was literally I had a crush on a guy. We were texting and I did the whole thing where I was like, oops, meant to send that text to someone else. It wasn't a nude. It it was just like a mistaken, dumb thing. Yeah, love it. Yes, but I I'm. I'm literally almost 30 and I still do that. And I don't care because that's how I know that I like someone and it, sometimes it works. Okay. And yeah, I did it twice with the same person. Did we end up going on a date? No, but I have no regrets because I just believe in being your full psycho self. Like 
I don't either. It's going to be a great story or you, you end up with the person like there's no worst case scenario. And like my friend was, she had, she had been seeing this guy and then he ended up moving to LA. And so I told her, I was like, make up an excuse and go to LA. And she said, that is the craziest thing. I would never do that. And I said, I would do that. Why not? I would make up an excuse. I'd just be like, oh, sh- oh, sorry. I did that actually <laughs> once. Um, I literally made up an excuse to be in LA to go see a crush of mine. But that's actually, just I how th- I did that. Yeah, you do. But because that's the last time I was in LA. But whatever. I got closure on that crush. Don't think about him anymore. It's not crazy. No. Just be your it's full psycho crazy, self. But he doesn't know it's not crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm here to be your friend because you never told me that's stupid. You were always like, go. And then at 6 a.m. the next day you called me and you were like, how was it? And I'm like, bro, it's 6 a.m. Because here's the thing, okay? The best advice I've ever gotten is you're never too old to be careless with your heart. So we're always, when you're young, be careless with your heart. And I always have been. And so like now, if you told Ryan that I did that, like spread the shit out of his room, he would laugh. He'd be like, (laughs) of course she did. Uh, Of course. Hey, it worked. It worked. And here's the thing. Even though it was YSL perfume, now anytime he smells Chanel, he's like, oh, I thought of you today. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm associated with Chanel, (laughs) fine by me, you know? The funny thing is, the funny thing is, is that that's not even like, that's my surface level psycho. Let's say you end up with me. You're in for a long ride. For sure. For sure. (laughs) I mean, that is absolutely accepted. Like we're looking at wanting to go to Park City in March to snowboard or ski. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't like, it's not concrete or anything. Ryan just mentioned it. And so we're looking at hotels. He goes, oh, what about this one? This isn't that expensive. And I kind of just looked at him. I go, that hotel looks like I'm going to have an allergic reaction. And he started laughing. He goes, you're a psycho. Okay. And I said, is it four stars or above? And he goes, all right. <laughs> you know, he knows. I'm not going to walk barefoot on anything. Like, I've brought in flip-flop slippies to go into the shower at hotels if I don't feel comfortable. But when you meet a guy that knows you're psycho, he anticipates the psycho, and it's fine. I'm I'm giving a PSA to my future husband. You will have clear. You will have TSA pre-check. Yes. You will be boarding group one, and you will have global entry. Those are the requirements. I My travel anxiety, I cannot be with anyone who doesn't have those things. Because I have perfected the routine of traveling because I have all of that. And I am willing to pay the premium prices for that. You remember that time you and I did a trip and I had none of those? And I only had to get to You were stressed to the max that I told you. I was like, go, go. I'm someone that can chill up to the airport <laughs> 30 minutes before the flight. And I'm chill. I'm like, you know what? If I miss this one, I'll get on the next one. No big deal. It'll be fine. I fly by the seat of my pants when it comes no. to that. You were losing your mind because we were boarding group three. You're like, there's not going to be enough room for our luggage. What are we going to do? We're going to have to check it in, and then it's going to be late. We're going to miss our this, that. And I'm like, go. No, no that, that's why I'm saying I, I am like that. So I have perfected the routine until it's clean, and this is what is required because I am a psycho otherwise. I mean, hey. It could be somebody else's ick. 
I don't Whatever. care. Get the ick onto the next. Yeah. <laughs> Clear the roster. <laughs> That's funny. Goodbye. Don't care about you. It is funny to see everybody's icks because people have so many different ones. Have you seen those TikToks where people are going through their list or someone does something and then they'll mm-hmm. pull up their notes app and it says 105. War flip-flops. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I I agree. I think it's just like a funny thing. But at the end of the day, like, let a, you know, the right person will be for you. And I still get icks on people that I think are cute. It's just a funny term. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. It's the fatal flaw rule, right? If you can get over yeah. somebody's fatal flaw, it means you love them. But once you start seeing it and can't unsee it, you're done. It's hard to not be with them mm-hmm. to be with that person I think my fiddle flaw is that I'm annoyingly psychotically weird about cleanliness and if I don't feel like something's clean I freak out I think mine I don't That's know I don't know what mine is mine is probably emotional stability <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay we stand for a girl in therapy love it yeah I need I need emotional stability so that's that's my thing. We'll figure it out. That'll though. be fine. Oh, that that was fun. That was so fun.